You're listening to Nikisha King Podcast, Leading Her Way, Episode 17. Do you have a dream or a mission or a fire that has ignited inside of you to create an amazing business that can grow and scale? But at the same time, you don't want to sacrifice your life, your family, relationships, or values in building this dream. If this is you, welcome to the Nikisha King Podcast, Leading Her Way. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to Leading Her Way. And we are doing the Red Carpet Experience series. And today, we are going to speak about the first email that you send out to a potential client. So last week, we spoke about the inquiry process and creating a thank you page and making your potential client feel welcome. Now that they feel welcome and now they did their part and it's our turn to do our part, the first thing that we do is contact them. We respond to them. Now in this podcast, we're going to talk about the length of time to respond the first email, what should you include or not what, but what are some ideas? I love giving ideas and you can do whatever you choose. What are some of the ideas we would include and how not to overwhelm them? Not how to give enough information to make their interest peak and would like to do the next step with you depending on what that is for your brand. So let's go back into that first contact. How long will it take you? Now, being in the event industry with wedding professionals, they usually have 24 to 48 hours. And I think that's a good time because if it's the weekend especially, you might not be at your computer. If you are a parent, you might not have the ability to hop on five minutes and respond. However, there are some individuals who I think is also good at responding within maybe an hour. They may say 24 hours on their page or on that thank you page, but they respond within an hour. Now, why is time crucial? Because you're not the only person they're looking for for their service. If you were the only one in the market to serve them, then listen, it really would just be up to what you want. That's kind of a monopoly. But it's not the case. It's where they have two or three people that they're looking to work with. So your response time depends where you fall. You might have taken them to the next step. And that's why time matters. Now with me, I usually have my assistant respond right away, five to 10 minutes. But here's what I also do to make it easy for my team, because this is why we need systems. There's people who think you need to automate everything. And I go, you don't need to automate, but you need to communicate. And you need to communicate in a way where a system's in place for you to. Some people think of automation as impersonal. Automation's impersonal when you think it's impersonal. However, if you think that automation helps you and supports your clients, then it's not impersonal. It's just right. How does that look? Now, When you did the thank you page, they knew what was going to happen. When someone inquire and submits, you can also do an email that says, thank you, we received your inquiry form, we'll get back to you in 24 to 48 hours, right? You can have that first email that just lets them know it got in, 
but that thank you page serves the same purpose. After that, in our system, our system automatically drafts up an email, which means we have a template. It pulls it into that client's folder electronically, of course. I don't have a file cabinet. (laughs) And then we can personalize that email. We personalize it based on the question we asked on our inquiry form. We take a snippet of that, what they said, like if they said we want custom stationery because we just love the ability to make something our own. In our email, we respond saying, thank you for your inquiry, but we all speak on that. We're like, we totally get it. We are so invested in telling your story in your stationery. Like we create some custom line in it. However, that draft has, you know, a thank you for inquiring. Congratulations on your event with the event date. So we are clarifying that their event is that date, that they didn't put it in incorrectly. Then we are telling them something about their personal and then we say, what's next? So when that's draft up, my assistant can definitely go in five to 10 minutes, update it and send it out. If we don't have access five or 10 minutes, We may come 15 or 20, but it's already written. We're not writing something brand new. And in that email, the only call of action we have is to schedule a call. This is where things get different for every business owner, a photographer, therapist, a counselor. Everyone has it different. But overall, I think we all want a first call. We all would like a discovery call, consultation, Because we don't know what their pain point is. We don't know what they really need. If you don't know what they need, how are you going to serve them? I don't get when we send brochures with numbers and pricing. You're giving information that is not true to what they need. You're overwhelming them with numbers and they don't even know what they're getting for that number. And you think they know because you gave them a 10-page brochure that speaks about something that they don't even understand because it's in your language. Every industry has a language and every potential client don't know your industry language. They know layman's term language. Now, if you have a great copywriter or you are a great copywriter, then you can create layman term pages or writings. So things like that. So when you send your first email, let's talk about what is the intention of that email. Why are you sending this email? Do you want them to have information? When they have information, how are they taking action? Because some people give information hoping they'll schedule the call because you're interested. That's one. The other is, are you intending for them to schedule a call with you? Do you want to speak to them? At the end of the day, every business owner who has a service-based business, the intention is to get on a call. If I'm wrong, you let me know. But every person who's in a service-based industry will like to get on a call, even if you're doing something else in the industry. And you can be a therapist, a counselor, a planner, a photographer, a florist. If we're providing a service, we would like to know what is it that you need? How can we help you? And that truly can be defined by a call. So that first email, you would like to schedule a call. Therefore, think about it. Why send a brochure? 
Why send something else that's going to distract them from one thing? Getting in a call or coming to your studio and learning more about how you can help them. Okay? So let's think about that's the scenario. I know of a company who does stationery and their call of action is come to our studio. That's the other thing. However, the intention is to meet, to speak, to have verbal interaction, point blank, period. Okay? So in knowing that, I want you to be mindful. What is your first email that you're sending? Back in the days, I was taught to send a brochure, an investment guide, a pricing guide, but that's unfair to them because, and unfair to you, honestly, because when you send that, they don't understand what this is. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and it's not sticking because it's overwhelming. We have people who does enjoy reading more than speaking, but the only way you know that is if you know them. And the only way you know that is if you actually on your inquiry form said, how do you prefer to be contacted or communicate with? Like, how do you prefer that? You may say conversation, writing, and reading. But I would be careful with that question because people might always go reading or writing or something of that nature because they don't want to speak, but they need to speak to you. They're not able to communicate their pain point via a writing, especially if that's not their skill. Sometimes a conversation is the best way, even with people who consider themselves introverts. If I speak to you, then you know how you can help me. I'm like driving this home because this is so important. So in your first email, here's an idea. In the red carpet experience, what we do for the first email, we tell them thank you. We then tell them about their event date if it's an event. If it's something else, you don't need a date for it. Some planners don't have dates because, of course, they're helping the client find the venue. So you just say, congratulations on what kind of event, turning 50, this, that, whatever it is, or congratulations on taking the first step to loving on you. A counselor might say that. A therapist might say that. A chiropractor might say that. So that's just what you're doing. You're congratulating them on doing something because they're inquiring. And then you kind of have a personal line in there. You could take that from your inquiry form. I see that you're interested in having great posture. I see that you're interested in this, that, that, whatever their reason of contacting you was in their inquiry form. And then you just tell them what's next. Okay, let's do this. I'm interested in learning more about you. Therefore, let's schedule a call. You're welcome to click here and have access to our calendar to pick a date and time that works with your schedule. That's it. That is it. We want to keep it short and simple and very easy. When we put people or when we ask our potential clients to use brain power and it has nothing to do with their survival, eating, water, house, or you know, place, and they're not in danger... Asking them to do 10 million steps or giving a 10-page brochure, website, link, anything will overwhelm them and shut them down. Same thing like when you have to work on a project and you feel overwhelmed, you shut down and go grab that snack. It's the same thing, okay? So that's the point. Make it short and sweet and simple. Now, since we're keeping this email short and simple... We want a call of action to have a call. If you do have a brochure that you've been sending out, please know that that's not a bad thing. 
you can just rework that. Here's how you can rework that. And I want to give you this tip so you know you don't have to disregard that brochure. Some of the information on that brochure can land on your service page. Some of that information could then be broken up into segments that when your potential client is still in the lead process, every Friday you can email them or send some type of you know, email with giving them information and value. Now, value is important. I don't want you to give them emails talking about your business. Mm-mm. How can you send them emails giving them content or information they need so they can get on their job and do it easily? In the event industry, we have clients who need things so that they can organize and get ready. That's what you should be sharing. So what does that look like? So we're speak about that because I have to first send this email and the email is just to have a conversation. Nothing more and nothing less. So in my process, you guys may have a conversation and schedule something. And that's what a lot of people will be doing. I kind of do it a little different. I sent a form. I sent a form because I want to get more information out of them. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Nikisha, that's a lot. And you're thinking that because you're saying they did the inquiry form and now your first email is asking for another form. You are 100% right. My form is called my, called my qualifier. The first inquiry form is just, I'm interested. The second form is, what they're doing is qualifying themselves for me to get on the phone with them. And in doing this process, I do that because I'm at a position where everyone who comes in, we surely want to know that they're willing to invest in the numbers we ask. In this form, it doesn't have numbers like um, offerings and services. It usually just says, are you comfortable with this? This is how I do it. I promise you, everyone won't do it the way I do it because There's a fear with that. Nikisha, how about if they are not comfortable? I'm losing someone. That is okay. I don't have that thought. I'm not losing anyone. When someone's comfortable and fill out my qualifying form, now I know they're serious. Now I know they're not shopping around. Okay, so I have a qualifying form. The qualifying form I have, the information from the inquiry form populates on that so they don't have to redo their name, email, and phone number. They also are speaking about themselves. I asked them a couple questions about them. And if you take the red carpet experience mini course, you'll have access to those questions. So I asked questions about them, but these questions help me in my process. So they are such meaty good questions and they help me understand who my potential client is. So when we do work together, I can serve them on that level with intentionality. So that's why I kind of do a qualifying form. And it's not about us, but what happens is we we ask them about them. This is where I get to know some of the things they like for gifting purposes. I don't like giving gifts that are not meaningful because everyone doesn't want extra stuff in their house, especially if they're minimalist like I am. (laughs) So I ask questions about them. And then I ask them questions about what they're looking for in a stationer or a graphic design house, right? So there's some things they give. And then I ask them, what would they like to speak about on the call? And that's it. And once they say yes to everything on that and they submit that qualifying form, they get taken to my calendar. Now they're making their appointment. When they make their appointment, there is no more form. 
That is it. We're done. I got what I needed. They got what they needed. We are both sound and ready for our actual discovery call. That is Nikisha King's design house process. That doesn't have to be your process. Now, here's a tip for you. If you are doing a call and you're sending a link, here's a good idea. Majority of times, Calendly, Acuity, if you're using Dubsado, so many different CMS, client management systems, um, they have something in place where you can add questions to the scheduler. So if I was you, I would add four questions or five, but no more than that because you're scheduling appointment and you want it to be quick. So what are those three or four questions you can ask? One, I'm going to give you some ideas, but I don't know what you would ask in your industry. One, you can ask them, what's their favorite hobby? I usually like making it about them. Where do they like going shopping? I don't ask questions about what they're inquiring about because that's the call that we're having. I ask questions about them that I need so I can get to know them. And guess what? When people are speaking about themselves, they're more inclined to do the questions. They don't have any apprehension because it's not about what you want or need. It's about them. And you're, they're like, oh, this person is seeing me. They want to know me. That is a couple, four or five questions you can ask in that scheduling call opportunity. And it's really good because you can use it during the call. You can. I know you don't think you can, but if we speak, there's, I can help you figure out what some ideas or questions are that will help you in your business side at the same time help them to fill out the form. And then you can add a question, the last question that says, our investment services start at this number. Are you comfortable with this? Or would you like to stop at this moment in time? I usually don't have that. In mine, I kind of do, but you don't need that. You could just be like, are you comfortable with this? Yes or no. This allows them to go, hmm, this was on the website. This is very much in our budget. Yes. Therefore, now when they actually come into your circle, you know they're willing to invest in you, what you require to do your best work. If you know that, then you're fine. Then you know that this call is a possibility. And you know that this call is a possibility, meaning you can convert this call. So that is what you will be working on and doing in this part of the email. Once they have that, they schedule the call, you're ready. You're ready to start preparing for your next step getting ready for the call. Now, this is what I want to talk about. Your first email should be this simple. And let me repeat everything I said so you can understand how simple it is. They inquired with you. First email, when will you send it? You have 24 to 48 hours at max, but you can send it within an hour. If you automate it to draft, or you can automate it to go out, we draft it because we add a personal line to it, and that is it. But we send it within an hour. Time is important because you're not the only person, and it also shows how you're going to show up in your business. That's why we send it where, how we send it. Majority of the time when my clients email us, we are on it and able to respond to them. And they know that from the beginning because we had the same turnaround time. It shows where we are. Now, 
what action would you like them to take? Majority of us want a conversation. So you might want them to come to your studio. You might want them to have a, a Zoom call, a phone call, whatever it is. But the action you want them to take is a call. You want to know their pain point, right? Therefore, your email, first email should be about scheduling a call. All you do is you thank them. You congratulate them on whatever it is they're looking for because they're making a step in their personal journey. And you add a personal line if you want to. You don't have to. And you add the next thing, a calendar link. Go get one if you don't have one and stop sending dates. Just because some people tell you to send three dates, that works too. Anything can work. But there's a lot of back and forth. And if you're working with someone who lacks time and that's why they're hiring you, the last thing you want to do is take up time with dates back and forth. You're welcome to give them three dates, but just go get a calendar link and say, hey guys, I want to make this easy for you. Here's my calendar link. Choose any date and time that works with you. And there's some things you can put, you can put parameters on that calendar, make it a week so they schedule in the week. Because remember, they're speaking to other people. So if they have two weeks out, and they spoke to everyone this week, they may have someone and they may not go forward with you for the next week call. They may cancel that or not show up. So be mindful about that. So the call of action is a call. Can you say in the brochure investment guy? Yes. Will it be information that they may not be able to process? Possibility if it's a lot especially. So be mindful about that. Don't overwhelm them with extra information. Don't add anything else. Just the call of action. That is it. So that email should just be like one line of thank you, one line of congratulations, one line if you want of something from their inquiry, and then two sentences. When I say one line, that means like one sentence, and then like two sentences. For the next step, let's schedule a call so I can understand your vision. I can understand how I can help you better. Here's my calendar link. And that is it. Keep it short, sweet, and simple. Small, simple steps, my S3. Small simple steps, short, sweet, and simple. All S3s. That is what you're thinking. That is what you're doing. So this is the first impression they get of you. And the first impression doesn't need to be a full out vomit of words, (laughs) emails. They don't need that. First impression is let's keep this simple. Let's find out how I can take care of you and let me do that. That is what the whole red carpet experience is about. It's about making the client journey so simple, easy for them that they start building trust and understanding who you are or who your brand is as a business. That is what this red carpet experience is about. Like I said, I am inviting you to a free summit. Please join us. There are so many wedding professionals, but like I said, It's service-based professionals. You are welcome even if you're not in the wedding industry. Just sign up in the show notes. There is a link. The link will take you to get registered or to possibly get on the waiting list and be informed when registry is open. Sign up. It's August 21st to the 25th. How can you have a week of content? And if you truly want it at your leisurely time to play it, you can definitely invest in the wedding pro power pack. This helps you have it and get an immense value. The red carpet experience is in that. And there is so much more in that. And you'll learn that during our time together. Thank you for coming and listening today. 
And I'm so happy to have you here. And I hope this is giving you immense value on your process. Because what I'm learning, business is about three things, marketing, sales, and production. That is it. And this is what we're working on. Have an amazing day. Hold on. Before you go, I have a free gift for you. Join me from August 21st to the 25th for the Book More Wedding Summit. It's tailored for wedding professionals, but all service professionals will benefit from this free conference. It's a five-day online conference. You don't have to leave your office, and I'm doing a presentation on getting unstuck in the sales process. You will also have access to our private Facebook group where you and I get to speak, and you can ask me all your questions. Stop overthinking it and register now for this free conference on August 21st. Put it on your calendar. The link's in the show notes, and I'm excited to meet you there. Thanks for spending time with me today. And if you received an aha moment in today's episode, hit the follow button and share a review. But more importantly, if you have a friend who will truly benefit from today's episode, click the three dots and share this link via text. You never know how this small action can help someone tremendously. See you next Tuesday and have an amazing day.